Welcome to Future Docs Podcast. My name is Pedram Mizani. I'm a family physician, chief clinical officer at AC Medical, and also the co-host of Future Docs Podcast. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Fan, a career development coordinator here at AC Medical. As always, we want to invite you to watch the video form of this podcast by visiting us on youtube.com forward slash AC Medical Org if you are, in fact, listening on one of your podcast listening sites. We also ask that you like and subscribe. Every year, our members at AC Medical receive interview offers and sometimes even contract offers from non-NRMP participating programs. For the 50th episode, I was curious about diving in deeper about these programs, how they work, and how it may affect our future docs match. Let's start with what does a non-NRMP participating program even look like, Dr. Mazzani? Thank you, Cody. And everyone, welcome to our golden anniversary of podcast, our 50th episode. Cody, a non-NRMP participating program on the surface looks almost identical to any other residency program that there are. And for the most part, you may not even know that the program does not participate in an NRMP until you're offered an interview. And then somehow the conversation comes up that hey, we do not participate in the annual match. And so really, they really look the same as any other residency program that is out there. If a program is non-NRMP participating, does this also mean they are non-ERAS participating as well? Yeah, great question. Non-NRMP means that they do not participate in the annual match, meaning that they will not rank the candidates that they interviewed and they will not be ranked by the candidates who interviewed them because their NRMP ID is inactive. So that means that their NRMP ID is inactive or they just don't have an NRMP ID. However, that does not mean that they do not participate in ERAS. ERAS is the application system. NRMP is the match. That's where the rank order list uh, algorithm exists. And that's how candidates that apply to programs through ERAS find out if they match to a program. So there's two separate systems. The program may participate in ERAS so that they can get applicants to apply to them, but they may bow out of the NRMP match process. And and there's many reasons that programs have to do this. And you, you also have programs that don't participate in ERAS or NRMP, or they may participate in NRMP, but not in ERAS. So they have all sorts of combinations. So yeah, so the answer to the question is that they could, it could be really be any combination. And so if there can be any combination, how would I even go about looking to apply, let alone receive an interview offer from a non-NRMP participating program or a non-ERAS participating program? Sure. So there's a couple of sources that you could use that uh, you can trust as much as you can trust any information that we've received from programs. I mean, that could be outdated by the time that it gets posted online, but one of them would be Residency Explorer. That's a, that's a really good website. And the second one is Frida. It's the American Medical Association's Frida. And you can search programs in both and you can set your parameters so you could search by programs that do participate or do not participate in NRMP and or ERAS and you can get your search results that way. Say I am offered a spot from a non-NRMP participating program. What happens next? Well, when a non-NRMP program offers a contract, it's typically done either the day of the interview or, or a few days after. And when they make an offer, typically it's first done by an email or they call you and they let you know. And they will give you a very, very short timeline to decide. And that's usually probably 24 hours or maybe even 48 hours. 
And you have to make a pretty big life-changing decision. Am I going to take a contract from a program that does not participate in an RMP, especially if you have another five or 10 interviews that are pending and maybe some programs you're really interested in that are still waiting and you don't know what to do. Do you risk going through the match or do you take the contract? And so let's say that you decide to take the contract and you tell them, yes, I will take it. Most likely at that point, they'll send you a letter of intent or some sort of a, a, a one-page agreement that says this document uh, shall be our offer to you that here's your position in our residency program for PGY1 and the contract will soon follow. So that's one way that I've seen it. The other way that I've seen it is that they will send the entire contract to you and they'll give you 24 hours to go on and sign it. And for the most part, the contracts are about the same from a non in between an NRMP participating and an NRMP participating program. But of course, you need to read line by line every bit of that contract. And before you sign it, those contracts are binding. You know, maybe it's not as binding as an NRMP contract because if we violate the match, let's say that we match and we don't show up to the program or we stop before the 45th day of residency, then that could be a match violation and that could stay on a record for one year, five years, maybe indefinitely. And any sort of match violation is the most important for programs that care about it. It's the most important factor when program directors decide to offer someone an interview, uh, by far the most important factor. However, not sure if non-NRMP participating programs, if they have the same teeth, those contracts have the same teeth. However, you never know with those attorneys, whether they could report somebody that doesn't show up to residency, maybe they could report them to ERAS, maybe they could report them to ECFMG. Uh, it is still pretty risky to sign a contract from a non-NRMP participating program and then decide to not show up. And above all of that, you know, some additional risks involved with that is, you know, if they if they feel that you they've sustained some sort of a damage as a result of you accepting the position and then not showing up because the match is going to be over. And if you're not there, then they have this empty slot which could be quite damaging to them. So they could even theoretically come after a person that doesn't show up to residency, you know, if they have a vacant slot that they have to now fill, which is quite expensive for them to fill. So if I want to avoid the, any mishaps or issues, legally speaking, if I do accept the contracts from a non-NRMP participating program, what is my next step that I must do if I did apply for the NRMP main match as well? So if you're an AC medical member, we have a service for our residency prep and hire members, which is called document analysis. We're not attorneys, but I can certainly give you my opinion with regards to the document that you're about to sign, whether it's the letter of intent or the letter of offer or the contract itself, and kind of gives you an idea of the quality of this relationship that you're about to enter. And so that's, that's one thing that you could do. And, and again, that's included in our, in our memberships. And once you have that, then you can speak with an attorney for any legal advice. The second thing that you could do to not, you know, have a misstep in this process is to talk with people, people that have gone through this process before. And if you have an attorney in your family, that's probably a good person to speak with. But I think that a process like this is very easily handled with having a really good mentor. And uh, that's why you see medical members, uh, even when they do get 
non-NRMP participating program offers, they come to us and uh, I discuss it with them and they all feel pretty good about whatever decision they're about to make, either accepting it or not accepting it. At the end of the day, generally speaking, if you only have a yes or no, if you're offered a contract, is this something that I should take? I knew you were going to ask that. I get to ask that question from everybody that is offered and they ask, should I take the contract? You know, it really has a lot to do with, with uh, the amount of red flags that, that you're dealing with in your application and the number of interviews that you have. The question you got to ask yourself is, let's say I do go through the match and if I do not match, am I going to be okay? If you have an offer from a non-NRMP participating program and you're in the match, and you have red flags, even one red flag. And when I, when I say the red flag, I mean a real red flag. Like for example, a second attempt on a USMLE or transfer of medical schools with additional gaps, or let's say you graduated 10 years ago and you haven't had patient contact until a year and a half ago. Let's say that you need visa sponsorship, you know, name it, those type of red flags. Or let's say that you've been dismissed from a previous residency. Those are pretty big red flags. In situations like that, me personally, I would not want to risk going through the match. And most likely, I would take that contract. The only thing that I would watch out for is how is their ACGME accreditation status. And if they're not on warning, you know, if there's not a problem with their accreditation, which you can check by going to ACGME's website, then I would take that contract. But again, I would not take that contract without consulting with a mentor who's been through this process before. That's another reason why you should consider becoming an AC medical member so that we can support you in situations like that as well. And I cannot reiterate enough. There are so many niche situations that can be resolved or have some semblance of a solution or the steps toward a solution in office hours here at AC medical. So with that being said, this concludes this Future Docs podcast episode. If you're listening to the podcast, once again, we invite you to watch the video form on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash AC Medical Org. And you know, to all of those who are in the match and, and are feeling anxious that you're going to be interviewing at a program that does not participate in the match, it's really easy to come up with reasons about why this program is not the right fit for you. And most likely, it's an honor that is just probably too good to be true. And we try to talk ourselves out of that, uh, you know, again, quite an honorable uh, position to be in. So take that situation quite seriously. And I hope that you do consider consulting with us so that we can at least help put you on the right track of thought. And with that, again, thank you so much for, for being here on the 50th episode of our podcast. I, I, I wouldn't have thought that we we're going to make it here 50 episodes ago, but uh, thank you so much, Cody. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Rosas, Dr. Parisi, everybody else uh, who's co-hosted uh, with me, this Future Dots podcast, and it's been an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to 500 more podcast episodes, and uh, Happy New Year, everyone. I'll have a safe and sound holiday. Thanks for listening to us. Thank you, Dr. Mazzani. And for our future docs, we will catch you next week. Bye, Bye. everyone. Happy holidays.